So we'll talk today about uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Um, there's been some time since I had uh, heard of this film and I was waiting for it, waiting to watch it uh, in the theaters. Uh, but uh, somehow, I, I guess, uh, it just stayed here for two weeks and I didn't uh, get the time to watch it. And I was, and, and it also felt like something that you would enjoy watching on a cozy weekend uh, with some coffee. Uh, so I wanted to watch it, but uh, I, I didn't know who has made it. And sometimes what the trailers do is uh, paint the wrong picture because uh, as you would have seen the trailer, there is this big background music and you often get the sense that this is one of those life-changing movies uh, that, that stars Tom Hanks and they come like every uh, couple of years. Uh, and uh, I'll talk about a little bit about Mariel Heller. The director who has also directed can you ever forgive me another i guess one of those uh, lesser promoted films i think it was uh, also made through hbo and uh, that film starred melissa mccarthy and richard e grant and uh, um, i happened to watch it uh, uh, the other day on streaming and i, I was uh, quite sucked into it. Uh, it it was a different kind of a film it was uh, not really about uh, a character in a positive or a negative light it it just moved through a phase uh, now that character was a of a lady she she's a writer and she's also a, a kind of literary enthusiast she visits libraries and bookstores and memorabilia and things like that and she uh, falls into some bad times and uh, 
just by accident she discovers that she could sell some uh, memorabilia for some uh, for the name of art souvenirs or art merchandise and uh, get paid uh, rich amounts of money and uh, that film actually it it deeply impressed me and i kind of uh, revisited it a few times and i thought melissa mccarthy's performance was one of the best performances male or female that i've seen in the last few years it was understated it was lived in it was uh, layered and and it's always a pleasure to see richard e grant and they sort of play against each other and it was a great film and it was one of those rare combinations of a well written film and well performed film and and also something that didn't really get all the oscar glory so uh, when i heard that mariel heller has uh, directed a beautiful day in the neighborhood i was wondering what the theme is and uh, then i uh, sort of heard about fred rogers and i was wondering if fred rogers is a mix of fred astaire and ginger rogers So as I go into movies I don't really want to know much about them and I uh, saw the trailer and it felt like one of those feel good movies um and and I thought it would be again a case of Tom Hanks uh, filling you with all the warmth and glory of a good natured character and uh, when I uh, actually put it on I I felt that uh, there's something different in what the trailer promises So this story is essentially of an investigator reporter now the story is essentially around a couple of decades back i i believe it's around 20 to 25 years so there's an investigator reporter called Lloyd Vogel he uh, works for Esquire magazine and he's assigned a puff piece to document Mr Rogers who's a national hero uh, so I, i kind of looked at the strange irony of it i was uh, wondering why is tom hanks playing himself because he is this pleasing guy we see on screen all the time on on tv shows talk shows saturday night live and uh, and then why is he playing a ever smiling guy of a funny kind of tv host who who talks to sick kids who who gives hope uh, to people what is actually his story and uh, the movie also kind of takes a strange uh, uh craft uh, 
through it. So uh, what really happens is uh, Mariel Heller in this movie, she revisits the persona of Fred Rogers through recreating the act of this article being written. So there was actually an, an article that was written by Tom Juno, uh, an Esquire reporter. And uh, after uh, seeing the film, I actually wanted to read what the piece is about and I'll get to it in some time. But Heller creates a world which reminds one of Michel Gondry. So uh, it, it's essentially a microcosm of a work through miniatures. So you have uh, miniature cities, miniature vehicles moving, people moving in miniature airplanes. And that's a recurring element that, that uh, is used here. As with her previous film, jazz is used very well too. The jazz captures a drama uh, that life brings as one thing happens after the other, sometimes planned and sometimes not. Uh, now, essentially, you would imagine that a film about Tom Hanks, the character that's played by Tom Hanks, would essentially be glued to him. But that's not the case here. Heller shifts the attention, shifts the focus uh, towards the reporter character of Lloyd and his relationship, his troubled relationship uh, with his father. And I was quite intrigued by that. I wasn't sure what I was more intrigued or creeped out with. Was it Lloyd who was, who was played by Matthew Rice uh, as he quietly builds up to the inevitable meltdown and, and at the pace at which it happens, uh, it disturbs you all the more. Or Mr. Rogers himself, why is he, why is he always smiling? Why is the way he is? Uh, when does he actually break his character? So we open with a fantastic troubled uh, family uh, conflict or daddy issues scene. Uh, where Lloyd has an ugly confrontation with his father, played brilliantly by Chris Cooper. Uh, and uh, I saw Chris Cooper and I was hooked in. And uh, the interesting thing was, uh, uh, I, I had actually thought of uh, watching a trilogy of films, uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Bad Education and Little Women. I uh, wanted to like Little Women, but uh, it was one of those cases of a film, either it's bad, or I have not been able to appreciate it because I could not uh, enjoy uh, Little Women even even for 10 minutes or so. It was uh, thoroughly boring uh, to say the least. And interestingly, Chris Cooper plays a character in Little Women and uh, when, when he came on screen, I was suddenly uh, uh, hooked in. I was, it just, just caught my attention. I was reminded of uh, Dolan Sutherland in Pride and Prejudice. So uh, coming back to Beautiful Day, uh, I was. It, it is kind of strange that you are in for a Tom Hanks uh, movie uh, with him, kind of mainlining the character, and then you have to look at another character's story. And uh, first of all, the kind of anonymity of Matthew Rice hooked me in. I was wondering who is this actor, what is his story, and sort sort of that wry portrayal of uh, cynicism, of a perfect foil to Tom Hanks' uh, positive glowing radiance. And I was invested in this reporter character from the get-go and, and the world of magazines. Uh, so he works for Esquire and one, one is often fascinated. I personally get very fascinated with the old school media, with, with something that you can feel in your hands like a newspaper or a magazine. I always used to wonder how uh, articles are written in lifestyle magazines. That's why. I sometimes pick out uh, old magazines from stores and I just read kind of a piece about a celebrity and I and I often admire 
the way in which it is written it sort of gives you a sense of the time and place in which they were written and it also tells a lot about the world in which they were written did people really care to read uh, such a long article or or the writer's kind of perspective and uh, what happens in this film is uh, uh, mr rogers actually shows you a video so uh, as we have already settled in with the craft of the movie told in miniature so there's a trippy kind of infomercial video uh, that shows how the exact magazine is made who are these people are they uh, what are they doing uh, they're looking for articles to write and 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 then so on so that fascinated me to know and um, and 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 also the fact and how times have changed just about 20 years ago uh, a reporter would actually fly to a different city to write probably like a small puff piece a 200 word piece on a celebrity it just baffling to no end sometimes so you covered some heavy stuff uh especially for a show aimed at children oh, oh i'm i'm glad you had the chance to view the program death divorce war get stark you know Maggie Stewart showed me the most beautiful word in sign language. You know what that means? It means friend. Isn't that perfect? Who's Maggie Stewart? Hey, Mr. Rogers. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. so what you clearly uh, see in the film as uh, the the reporter isn't actually someone who admires mr rogers so uh, and and that intrigued me like the other things as well like why would the esquire head choose this guy who's so cynical and is so uh, not into the subject why would he be picked to fly all the way and to write this piece uh, and uh, it kind of reminds me of the dispassionate interviews i often read about few celebrities that i follow uh, and more often than not the indifference kind of comes through either in the hollow conversations the trite observations or the done to death questions uh, and i kind of look back at a beautiful day in the neighborhood i'm more intrigued by it than being entertained uh, whether whether it was really true to its subject of a kind of a hokey tv presenter and a life hack healer who sees through the cynicism and negativity uh, of the world 
and 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 kind of people it also reminded me of uh, mark maron's interview so mark maron is a famous podcaster and stand up comic who really made it big in the podcasting world and now he's kind of a netflix celebrity and also also starred in joker the movie so in in his podcast he objectively drills into the past of the interviewees and magically brings them some closure to an entertaining effect and often to a uh dismay uh, at the expense of the actual celebrity and and mr rogers too in his own hokey cringy creepy way makes lloyd uh, own up to his daddy issues kind of like a modern day psychiatrist uh, but sadly i felt the film didn't really evolve much beyond that the thing that i felt with can you ever forgive me was this unpredictability of it all as the character character is uh, coursing the path of uh, uh, this petty crime you never know w- what would the resolve be where does it actually end uh, did, does it just end with the, the the actual resolution of the book coming out or or the uh, sentence being announced uh, and it was similar with the beautiful day in the neighborhood um, but uh, yeah the, while the actual watching of the film i was wondering uh, what's the resolve going to be and it and it takes interesting directions bill is right you love people like me what are people like you i've never met anyone like you in my entire life broken people i don't think you were broken I know you are a man of conviction. A person who knows the difference between what is wrong and what is right. Try to remember that your relationship with your father also helped to shape those parts. He helped you become what you are. Would you do something with me, Lloyd? It's an exercise I like to do sometimes. We'll just take a minute and think about all the people who loved us into being. I I can't do that. They will come to you. just one minute of silence so after after you're over the initial wow or, or the initial wonderment at uh, tom hanks really playing this character he sucks you in in his performance and then uh, as as you uh, 
and, and the interesting part is you always uh, are waiting for him to break character you always waiting to see the real him and the kind of swagger and talk the kind of droll uh, speech it, it never really goes away even uh, when they visit a restaurant uh, he talks in the same way he is the same person and uh, that that's when i felt that this film is more than what you really just see on screen or what you feel exactly exactly after it is over uh, it is one of the best performances i've seen from tom, tom hanks uh, now this is not the performance where people really call it a performance performance where he really transforms into something but this is something which i would uh, maybe call it similar to catch me if you can something that is uh, just from a time and place uh, the ever positive smiling radiance leaves you wondering when will he break it we've seen hanks play this smiling guy so many times that we know there is more to it to prove you wrong is the strength of this performance when he says profound things you wonder if he's quoting someone but gradually you feel the weight of each word echo with your thoughts similar to how any great speaker would put into words something you may have felt all your life but didn't have the ease or skill to piece it together just quite like that with that effortless charm hank's performance uh, uh, i feel it it reads like a book in this film uh, it 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 makes you wonder it makes you shocked it makes you laugh at him it makes you also feel the inertia of being of resigning into a role into your life and then finding it impossible to break out of it i i feel that great performances are not always easy to explain they disturb you but not in a textbook kind of way not in an award winning oscar sort of way the characters that they manage to achieve it lingers the the characters linger in your head for long there might not be one breakout scene in the film where mr rogers or tom hanks as fred rogers breaks down or delivers a long speech but his presence is far more affecting hey what what did you say to jerry i asked him to pray for me i figured anyone who is going through what he is going through must be awfully close to god so uh, to kind of sum up on a beautiful day in the neighborhood i i felt it kind of i mean when i compare it to hellas uh, can you ever forgive me i i don't i didn't feel it reaches the same kind of cinematic heights of uh, all departments great it it's kind of a very uneven film but then i feel uh, is it really honest uh, and and i feel it is uh, because it's about a it's about an ambiguous character it's about a rarity which we don't see and it does not really paint him in a kind of a feel good positive light it 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 just shows you uh, who fred rogers is or was uh, why he did he exist and why did he become so big and and it's not really a career trajectory or kind of celebrating that personality but it just takes a a time capsule look at him in a particular episode of of a show where he's singing where he's kind of going into deep character of a toy animal or a bear uh, or or even a funny kind of uh, king friday the 13 uh, and then 
he is those characters but the, then he's also this this character on screen and is in his real life his wife uh, who stays with him uh, she talks about him jokingly saying that uh, well he does have his moments he he's not always this guy but when our reporter really delves into his life he uh, he realizes in fact he is he is the same guy and the film sort of portrays what effect this person has on on a troubled character on a cynical reporter who is straddled with his own issues with his own past with his own relationship with his father and in a very touching sort of non uh, exploitative way how uh, tom hanks character mr rogers it really touches his life it really heals him uh, through the course of uh, his struggles and and i felt that was shown in a very organic way so while it might not be entertaining or it might not leave you very light because uh, towards the final scene it, it's quite a differently handled scene and that's where i feel some of the present day cinema is going it's going away from the the structure of uh, uh set up build up and pay off so in in, a, in another kind of uh, let's say f- film director's hands it would have just been a lot of uh, kind of performance driven scenes about fred rogers himself how he rose rose to the uh, celebrity status and how this kind of character whose life he affects it would have been relegated to the sidelines but in case of this film it, it is quite uh, uneven it is quite confusing and I, and i feel that lends it kind of a natural charm so the more i think and talk about it i i feel that a beautiful day in the neighborhood is quite much more than meets the eye so that's kind of a film where you would want to revisit after a couple of years and uh, away from the cynicism and the uh, intention or the or the desire to kind of tag it as a good or a great film uh, that brings me to our uh, second film for today which is bad education please join me in welcoming to the stage our district superintendent and my friend Frank Hassan in Long Island the town is only as good as its public schools the better the school system the higher the price tag on the homes These are the best early decision numbers that we've ever seen. I wanted to make a difference. I got us all the way to number four, and I will get us to number one. Get us to first. That's all that matters. Hey, Frank. Yeah. I've been doing some digging. I'm concerned with what I found. Thanks for the fix this. So Bad Education was recently released on HBO and Hotstar in India. Uh I uh, I I started the film and I kind of uh, was uh, tired by its uh, 
by its negativity if i can say because we live in some tough times and you will look for uh, always feel good cinema and uh, this was about a wild kind of a white collar crime that happens in the us again around uh, 20 years back i think around in 2002 so it's about a, a school superintendent frank tasson uh, played by hugh jackman uh, who uh, works with his with his sub Alison Jenny as Pam Gluckin uh, they work at Roslyn High and and he and in the way the film builds his character it's kind of very day in the life of and you see him as a very involved uh, a very psychotic kind of a superintendent or a professor and he is he cares deeply about uh, his students and his school and it you can clearly see his desire to take his school to number 1 he's not happy with the fact that it's at number 4 and and you can see that kind of uh, a wild drive inside of him uh, to really go out there and do something negative and 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 you also have a very uh, good uh, side cast in Ray Romano who seems to be having a ball of a time at the movies of late and uh, and and uh, the reason i didn't watch it because i i was not really feeling uh, the film uh, and and it, as it happens something i feel if you don't really are into a film uh, you should just revisit at a time when you really uh, feel like it right so uh, i i revisited the film and then just finished it in one go so essentially there is a scandal uh, that the film throws light on much like spotlight or some other films in similar genres but the effective method so it's directed by uh, Corey Finley so uh, she she also has directed Thoroughbreds which i need to watch now uh, so uh, essentially again one of those films which does not follow the standard structure which might not appeal to the uh, kind of movie lovers as such or uh, uh, those who want to watch five or 10 films a year which get nominated in all the major awards it's kind of a more a uh, lived in uh, film which you really enjoy and appreciate how it's built i wouldn't say bad education is a great movie i feel it's a good movie which has some great performances and coming to uh, the reason i'm talking about it in the same way as a beautiful day in the neighborhood is hugh jackman's performance i haven't really seen much of his uh, films i mean we all love wolverine and prisoners and the prestige and uh, i i feel uh, i i when i when i saw bad education i was i felt there is something different there's something special going on here you don't really witness a, such a performance uh, very often i mean this is the kind of performance that probably comes once in like 3 to 4 years it's 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 a very different act that jackman does here he is you can't really point a finger and say he's a negative character he's wild he's very calculative he's not really the wolf of wall street but he's a different beast he's a different animal uh, and and i kind of like the way uh, some of these scenes uh, uh, play out in the film there is a, there is a particular sequence in which uh, uh, he has to face uh, the kind of action the consequence of uh, Uh, the the scam that is done so it's often called a white collar crime that uh, he and his sub uh, engage in so it's uh, embezzlement of funds for of of school funds for some private gains uh, and uh, the kind of conflict that a person at that stature would go through 
of not coming to terms with uh, or not really feeling guilty but then not really realizing what would the results be when everyone around his uh, like Ray Romano have been telling him uh, what's going to happen but uh, he's not really come to terms with it and he has still has his strong built persona around him his strong ego and and that really gives Hugh Jackman a huge playground for this fantastic performance. So I, I always feel it's very tough playing flawed heroes, but uh, Hugh Jackman as Frank Tassoon in Bad Education is a performance within a performance. This kind of behavior goes beyond the bounds of immoral. It's cruel, it's heinous, it's sociopathic even. Some people, do the most horrible things. <laughs>